Hello, and welcome to The Shining Light, where we are shining the light of the gospel and speaking the truth in love, providing strength, and stirring the hearts of our listeners. We are so glad to have you joining us today as you listen to this message from Pastor Tim Cruz. What a joy to be here this morning. Now, I'm telling you, I think I know where I'm at, all right? My journey began this morning at uh, 2 a.m., and uh, so what a story I could tell you. And, uh, but I am so grateful to be home, and I appreciate your prayers. And uh, it's, it's amazing just the uh, travel and, and all the different things that people are involved in during this season and uh, this holiday weekend and people traveling and things. Uh, so I'm very thankful that the Lord brought me home and uh, I'm able to be here this morning. It's uh, just a great blessing to be down there for that wedding yesterday for Will and Hannah and uh, how the Lord blessed us. It was a wonderful time, just the presence of God, and I'm thankful for that. But the Lord is good. This has been an unusual season, an unusual time. Uh, Just since the first of the year, so many opportunities, so many blessings, and then this past week filled with graduations, award assemblies, and then this wedding. And then this service today, I wanted to be back home. And I just prayed, Lord, help me. And so we've been pushing it, I promise you. And, uh, and so many different things, uh, you just kind of laugh and you'd say, wow, only the Lord could have put me here right here at this time. And then this dear brother and his family being here, God bless you. The Lord's in control. When I was a younger pastor, I'd been worried to death about all this. But now I've learned to just rest in the Lord and trust him because he's good and he's faithful. And he does all things well. Isn't that right? And so let's just take a moment to look at the scriptures today and uh, just recall some of the things that God has done for us in uh, his kindnesses to us. And I want you to turn with me to the book of John. And uh, we're going to go back and talk about some of the sayings of our Lord and uh, some of the things that he spoke and uh, we are to draw wisdom and strength from. So turn with me there in John chapter 14. If you'll remember our text from last week, our theme was Acts 20 and verse 35. Remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It's important that we know what Christ said. He's the living word. The Bible is the written word of God. Now we know that Christ in that sense has said everything here in the scriptures. But there are certain statements that are recorded in the gospels that God wants us to be reminded of and uh, to take to heart and uh, to uh, be encouraged and strengthened by. Uh, John chapter 7 and verse 46, they stated, Never man spake like this man. We never heard anyone talk like this, say words like this. Uh, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 29, For he taught them as one having authority. Think of that. He spoke not as the scribes, but he spoke with conviction, with certainty, with authority, but he also spoke with compassion. As we think of that, Jesus was in Nazareth in the synagogue on the Sabbath day, reading from Isaiah in Luke chapter 4. And the Bible says, And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. The gracious words. Think about that. Amazing. The words of Jesus, who he is, what he has said. 
We're still reading what he has spoken all these years since and uh, taking it to heart and taking heed, I trust, with what the Lord has spoken. But let's be reminded of some of these words that he's left with us. The disciples in John chapter 14 were afraid. Jesus was going to leave them. One would betray him and another deny him. And so there was dread, there was fear, there was uncertainty. And so Jesus speaks forth to them in that day. Think of that, just be mindful of it. The uncertainty is going to leave them. They don't know what's going to happen. He's talking about dying. He's talking about these things. They don't understand exactly how this is going to unfold. And so Jesus says to them in that time of fear and trembling as he does to us today, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Think of the words of our Lord Jesus. Remember what he has said here. We see in this passage of Scripture the place of heaven, the promise of heaven, the person of heaven. Jesus will be, the songwriter said, what makes it heaven for me. Think about that this wondrous prospect that we have, but He's also the pathway to heaven according to verse 6. I am the way. There is no other way. There are not many ways to God. There is but one way to God, and that is by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the path of salvation. That is the path of forgiveness of sin. That is the path of eternal life. And so note, Jesus goes on and we Think of these words that he declared in verse 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very work's sake. Look at what I've done, the Father working through me, us working together. Notice these works, verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. He said, now I'm the way to heaven. There's a hope that you have. There's a land that's fairer than day. There's such a prospect. There's no hope like the Christian hope. Thank God this world and this life is not all that we have to look forward to. Thank God beyond this veil of tears, there's a hope. And we shall gather together with the Lord and loved ones who've gone before on the shores of sweet deliverance in that day. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, how I thank God for that. God has been so good and so faithful. But then he says, believe the works. The works that I've accomplished, they're not of man, they're of God. But these works are works that you can do. I will send another comforter. I will send the Holy Spirit and He will be in you and He will guide you in all truth. Think of that. Can you imagine if we were more of a believing people 
we can see greater works than they saw in their day? What God can do in this hour? You say, is God still working miracles? I want to tell you, every time someone is passed from death unto life, that is a miracle of God, a miracle of His power working in our midst. And we should pray and believe God and give out the gospel in this day because it is still the power of God unto salvation. There is such a great prospect of what God can do, what God wants to do, what God will do in our lives, in our local church, and beyond if we'll be faithful to God. Take hold of His promise and step out by faith and press forward for His glory. That's what God wants us to be reminded of as we remember the words of Jesus. A James M. Gray wrote, Who could mind the journey when the road leads home? Whatever we face, we deal with it in faith. But we don't mind the journey. We know where it ends. I'm glad we know that today, aren't you? We have that assurance in our hearts and in our minds. And I think about what Christ wants us to be reminded of into chapter 15. And so turn there, if you will, John chapter 15. There's so many things that we could rehearse, but here in this Memorial Day weekend, we think of this statement in John chapter 15 and verse 13, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Greater works, greater love. Think of this. There's no greater love of all the things you could say and do or give to give your own life for someone else. I'll tell you, that's what others have done for us. Some 1.3 million have given their lives so we could sit here free today. We are debtors. I will tell you, all gave some who served, and some gave all. What more can you give when you give it all? You give your life. And if God would freely offer up His own Son for us, is there anything that we need otherwise that He will not gladly give unto us? What will one give unto another when they're willing to give their own son. That's the heart of God toward us. That's the heart of our Savior. Oh, we're to be reminded of who He is and what He's done and how He wants us to remember such sacrifice. Turn with me back to Luke 22. Luke chapter 22. We think about the words of Jesus. The Bible says we're to remember them. He said it's more blessed to give than to receive. We never outgive the Lord. God always gives back to us more than we've given. Our sacrifice is always met with greater reward. And Jesus, that's why He endured the cross. He looked beyond the cross and saw the crown. There was a day of victory, a day of resurrection, a day of celebration. Jesus Christ died, but He didn't stay dead. Up from the grave he arose. 
praise God. We have a risen Savior. And so He's our example as we walk in His steps. The Bible says in Luke chapter 22 and verse 19, think of this, Jesus on His way to Calvary, what He was going to face, what His disciples would face, their fear, their uncertainty, all that surrounds this, the hate, the anger, the self-righteousness, the vindictiveness of the Pharisees and those who would crucify Him. The Bible says that He took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them saying, This is My body which is given for you. Underline that, My body given for you. There's no greater love. This do in remembrance of Me. Remember me. Remember what I've done. Likewise, also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. The just for the unjust. He who knew no sin, a sacrifice, laying down his life, shedding His blood that we might be forgiven. What an example. He said, now remember my words. Remember my works. Remember my wounds. Remember my sacrifice. I did it gladly from my heart for you and for the glory of the Father I thought of this. Someone sent me an email from a gentleman who knows different recipients of the Congressional Medal of Honor. One of those recipients was a Leo Thorsness. He not only received a Medal of Honor, but he endured imprisonment during the Vietnam War. And there's some 400 or so survivors of uh, prisoners of war that we have in our country still. But I thought this was amazing. Before he passed away, he said, I asked him to speak and give his testimony at the United States Capitol in a worship service there in the basement down below. That evening, he spoke of his six years as a prisoner of war in what we know as the Hanoi Hilton. On one occasion, the 30 or so prisoners in the cell decided to hold a worship service. They recited the Lord's Prayer, and as they did, the guards would rush in and take the highest-ranking officer out and beat him while they continued to pray. And then they came for the second highest rank, and they beat him. And they said that we continued to pray and then sing and recite the Lord's Prayer. Said, finally... After they had taken different ones out, beating them, and as we would hear their screams, and as we continued, finally, after several times, they gave up. They said, they're not going to quit singing. They're not going to quit praying. They're not going to quit reciting the Lord's Prayer. He said, they continued. And he talked about the suffering and the agony. I'll tell you, we're here today. 
because of the sacrifices of others. Some gave all. That's what Memorial Day is about. And we should always regard that and remember that and teach this next generation that. But think about what those gave who are still with us. The scars, the nightmares, the ongoing issues of heart and mind that cannot forget the agonies. Why? For your freedom and mine. It's amazing, isn't it? But this writer went on and said that once he finished telling his story and testifying, he asked that those gathered stand with him and recite the Lord's Prayer. And he said with tears streaming down his face, he led in the Lord's Prayer. I want you to turn with me over to Matthew chapter 6 because I want us to read it aloud. Matthew chapter 6. I want you to read with me here, beginning in verse 9. Let's read it aloud together. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. There are things people in this life can take from us. But there are also things they can never take from us. They cannot take our faith in God. They cannot take his presence and his peace that he gives. They cannot take his promises from us. All the reason, all the more, we should hide God's word in our heart. That is a well that we can draw strength and courage from. Knowing in the darkness of trial and suffering, even sacrifice, that our Lord is with us. That our Lord left us a pattern an example. Oh, what he said to us, ye must be born again. If you don't believe that I am he, that I am the Messiah, I am the Son of God, God the Son, if you don't believe who I am, you shall die in your sins. But if you will believe on me, you'll pass from death unto life. And I'm going to go away and prepare a place for you. And one day I'm going to come back and get you. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Think about these great words of our Savior. Then he talks about his great works and, and what he's done, but what he wants to do through us. And all these great wounds, wounded for me. That's who he is. That's what he's done. We should be a grateful people in this hour. Grateful for those who sacrificed and gave their all for our freedoms but even more so for our Savior who laid down his life out of a genuine heart of love for you and for me so that we might be forgiven 
and eternally saved. And all of God's people said, aren't you thankful today that you're a Christian? The cross is our statue of liberty. But I am also thankful this morning that I am an American. And we need in this hour to pray for our country. And I close with this. In 1928, when the Great Depression first started, this editorial appeared in the Wall Street Journal. Quote, what America needs today is not government control, industrial expansion, or a bumper corn crop. America needs to return to the day when Grandpa took the team out of the field in the early afternoon on Wednesday in order to hitch them to the old spring wagon into which Grandma put all the children after she washed their faces shining clean. And they drove off to prayer meeting in a little white church at the crossroads underneath the oak trees where everyone believed the Bible, trusted Christ, and loved one another. That is what we need in this hour, a return to God. And that's not just corporately, that's individually. I need to return to God. That's what daily prayer is all about, me coming back to God. How can we go forward in life? We go forward by going back to God day by day, trusting in Him, following in Him, His steps, and just knowing that as we draw close to God, He draws close to us. If we had revival, if our homes had revival, that would be reflected in our church. Our church would have revival. And God would use us to make a greater impact for the gospel's sake in this city and beyond. Should that not be our prayer? I'll tell you what our hope is today. It's not political. It's not philosophical. It's not scientific. It's not in all of these other realms that people would look. Our hope today is in the Lord Jesus Christ, who He is and what He's done. And what He has done, what He has said, we have a record of it right here in the pages of Holy Scripture. And I thank God for that. Thank you for listening to The Shining Light. We pray that this time has been a time of encouragement and blessing to you. The Shining Light is a production of Shining Light Baptist Church, located at 2541 Old Charlotte Highway in Monroe, North Carolina. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to join us. Service times and more information can be found at our website, www.shininglightmonroe.com. You can also watch our services on Facebook and YouTube and connect with us on social media. Thank you for joining us, and God bless.